You're listening to Tyler Talks to Strangers, the podcast where I attempt to better understand the world around me by understanding those who inhabit it with me. Everyone has a story, but I just have so many questions. All right, let's get right to it. Scott, if you had to describe your life story in the three to five significant bullet points, how you got to a Zoom chat talking to a stranger today, how would you do it? Yeah, so for, for me, I, um, I I come from a small city on the east coast of Canada, so St. John's, Newfoundland. Mm. Um, basically, grew born there, grew up there, lived there for the first 40 years of my life. Okay. Um, at that point, I, I was, I had a, I went through a divorce at the time mm. because, and, and it's mostly because I wanted to try, explore the world a bit. Mm-hmm. So I packed a suitcase and moved across the country to, to Alberta uh, and moved into an empty condo with a suitcase and started from scratch. Um, you were so about I lived there. how old at that time? Uh, I was 40, 42, uh, 41. 41, when you restarted. Okay. Yeah. And just a quick reboot. Yeah. Um, and I was there three or four years. I met a, a I met my current wife um, and uh, pretty much lived there for 10 years, built up, got a house and sort of built a life there. Mm-hmm. And then we moved a little bit further west to uh, Vancouver area. British Columbia. I'm in uh, Washington State, so just south of you. Yeah. (laughs) So, and we've been here about three years. Okay. So it's nice. um, But for me, it's uh, my life has always been doing the safe thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's always less trouble if I do this. Don't really want to, but it's it's a little bit of a move. Uh, So then I just, I don't know, it was at the stage life, change life or something or whatever that is. Right. I just said, throw it all in the air. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> Mid, the, the quintessential midlife crisis. Yeah. As they say, yeah. <laughs> 40 years old. I got to shake things up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. And then if you could extrapolate out the next five to 10 years, anything you're excited about happening in the, the near future or a little distant future there? Anything on the horizon? Uh, I, I really like my life now, actually. Um, cool. For the next next five to 10 years, um, I can see sp- you know, slowing down the work pace a little bit, mm. uh, not necessarily stopping anything okay. that I'm doing, but maybe being a little pickier and choosier on, on what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think see the world a little bit more. Okay. So my, my mother, my, my parents had planned their whole life, you know, saving and what are we going to do when we retire? Yeah. Right. And mom passed away a year after they retired. Wow. So, um, right. And then dad had a bunch of medical issues and everything. Mm-hmm. So now they just, you know, they're sitting on the life savings mm-hmm. or he's sitting on the life savings and right. um, can't do anything with it. So my plan is mm-hmm. to enjoy life as we go. Yeah. What would be, uh, what would be the one thing you would regret the most if you had not done it before you passed away? What's the one thing you really, country or activity maybe, or. Um, I don't know. I, I've, always followed like the principles of stoicism and uh you know live life to the fullest as you go yeah um for me i i think i probably would have uh let off i don't know i i probably should have moved sooner 
and made the, made the jump okay. sooner. Right. Yeah, leaving it to 40 was a bit too long. Sure. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Never too late, though. Never too late to, yeah, to get out there and, <laughs> and shake it up, as you said. Um, the first round of questions are the fun slash absurd questions. Uh, the first one's going to be, when did you first realize you were an, ad- an adult? If that makes any sense. Uh, I haven't realized it yet. You haven't realized it? Perfect. <laughs> That's the best way to answer that. You still have got the childish ambition. Yeah. I, actually, it's funny because I, I don't know. I, I see some guys that are probably 10 or 15 years younger than me, and they just they just seem more adult than I do. Oh, okay. But a lot of times if you're around, if you hang around with other people your age, you realize that everybody is still that same mm-hmm. same person, like in, in your teens, at least, okay. or 20s. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think, I, I guess I distinctly do remember when I, maybe sometime in high school, I was like, my childhood is over, you know, I guess. But um, I like your answer a little better. Yeah, you're still <laughs> still pursuing Actually, the childhood thing. Yeah, I can remember, like, as you're a teenager, it was all about, mm. you know, I, I got a motorcycle license, and then I okay. look forward to my driver's license, and then you right. look forward to, you're old enough to go into a bar. Right. And beyond that, everything is, then there's really nothing else to look forward sure. to in, in those, that stream. The drinking age is 19 in Canada? Uh, In Newfoundland, it was 19. 19. But okay. I moved to Alberta, I think it was 18, and now it's oh. 19 again. It okay. It changes a bit. Like, yeah, it's always. I'm old enough. I always don't been get Oh, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> Despite the childish heart, they they still will. Yeah, card. Yeah, know. physically, I've changed. Right, exactly. Um, next random question is going to be: If trees weren't the color green, what color would you want them to be instead? Ah, uh, they weren't green. Mm-hmm. Actually, my my favorite color is orange, and I actually I prefer seeing the trees in the fall of the year. Oh, so I, I really like when they're that color, a like the, bunch of the, orange. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like, yeah. I I like that fall autumn yeah. season. Mm-hmm. And if they were like that year round, I think it'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty wicked. Yeah, just thinking about how, how all the forests in the world would look if they're all just shades of orange and red and stuff. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. I like that answer there. Um, yeah. Cool. If if you had to give a TED Talk, are you familiar with TED Talks, I'm assuming? Yes, yeah. If you had to give a TED Talk tomorrow, without preparation, what would your topic of choice be? Um, didn't really have any preparation. Uh, it would probably be more more about following your, your passion. Mm. Right? So a lot of people nowadays get stuck into... You know, they got to have a career, they got to have family, they got to, you know, there's all these things they have to do. Okay. And uh, I think I'd probably give a speech on take your time figuring out what you want to do. Right. Uh, Spend, put a little more effort into it. Don't take the easy way. Don't take the easy Um, way. Right. Like I, I, I took an easy way my whole life at the beginning. So I came out of high school. I worked part time at a, at a video store. I don't know if you know what they are. Sure, yeah, <laughs> barely. I'm used to have VHS. Blockbuster, was, yeah. Yeah, it was I just like a Blockbuster. That. As a kid, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, so they, um, with, so I started there, and then I started working on their computers. I sort of, I took a work, my work term out of university was also 
Mm. You know, I just took the easy way every time. The easy way. And, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I think I'd give a talk on, you know, take a chance on yourself. Right. There's a, you know, YouTube channel or like this guy, Nick Bear. He's a triathlete yeah. and athletic kind of guy and former military. And uh, one of the sayings he always has is, you got to take the hard right over the easy wrong. So just something to think about. I always like that phrase, you know, got to do the hard right, not the easy wrong. So um, yeah, that'd be a great talk to give somebody. I think they've got to be receptive to hear it at the time. I don't know if you think if you heard, heard somebody give that Ted talk when you were in your twenties that you would have understood or been, you know, cognizant. I think it would have been something I would have, um, I would have took the hurt. I, I okay. knew I was taking the easy way. Okay. So that's something you're aware of. Yeah. And even, even like my first marriage was just the easy way. Ah. Right? It wasn't, I didn't take my time and mm -hmm. uh, explore options. Right? So. right. First thing that came across your desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to speak. Yeah. We were like dating in high school. And ah. it was, yeah. And it was just, it just, it was easy. Right. Yeah. On to the like, just like you said, you're completing a, a life stage, complete the life stage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the stages of Monopoly or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good answer there. Uh, last fun question is going to be, if you could see any musician live, past or present, so they don't have to be currently touring or anything, who would you have wanted to see perform live? Uh, I wanted to just... For many years, it would have been David Bowie. Oh, okay. Um, and it, it was funny because I used to play his music in our video store. So, <laughs> the so video store I worked at, it would yeah. be his music playing yeah. all the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And everybody um, really thought I was big into David Bowie, which I mm. was at the time. I liked mm -hmm. a lot of his music. Okay. And his flamboyance and his, you yeah. know, don't, who cares attitude. Mm -hmm. so it would probably be david bowie i think now might be might be more garth brooks i've sort of okay. country has grown on me since alberta has it uh, so that is yeah. interesting because I, I went from los angeles you know very non-country place to redding california and i would say it's a little bit northern california or very northern california and uh, I did start to start liking country just because like I'm immersed in like the ecosystem. So there's a big yeah. thing to be said about the stuff you hear frequently, I think, just becoming more embedded in your psyche. So you had the same experience. Yeah. With, with, well, I, I was in Calgary and Calgary yeah. was like the Calgary Stampede, which is a huh. an annual two week party is event. It? Wow. Uh, and they have rodeo and all everything. Okay. Else. It's, yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah. It just, it grew on me. Everybody's going around cowboy attire for two weeks and uh, <laughs> with the boots and the hats. And... Right. The The funny thing about when I got out to Reading, they had a rodeo and there's a very famous um, bridge, the Sundial Bridge in Reading. And the rodeo is pretty close. The stadium is really close to that famous bridge. And this was like the third day that I got into town. Fortunately, I did not go to the rodeo because a bull escaped. And it actually was running wow. around this like tourist attraction around the Sundial Bridge for like, I don't even know how long, 30 minutes or something. I think people were jumping into the water. Like it was a, a couple people went to the hospital. It was insane. So the rodeos can be a little wild. Yes. If they don't control the bulls and animals. But um, yeah. fortunately, right. I wasn't there, I guess, at the time. But that was pretty chaotic when I heard about it. So um, have you ever been to a, a live show? 
Oh yeah. Like I, I've been to the rodeo. We were actually, yeah. uh, there's a few years, you know, I worked in, I worked in it. Okay. So for a few years there was, uh, um, vendors would put on events. Mm. I actually got to go in and I got to reach out and give wow. the bull a slap before the That's cowboy amazing. took off on it and everything. Okay. Yeah. Rattled it. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Okay. Well, that was the last of the fun questions. You survived that round. We're going to move into the COVID-related questions. So this one's the first one is going to be, what is one thing that you wish you knew before COVID broke out? Anything you wish you would have known? A thing I wish I would know before COVID broke out? Sure. Yep. Um, I, that's a good question. So when, when COVID broke out, it sort of... I, I work in IT, so it, it sent pretty much all of us home working mm. remote. Okay. And prior prior to COVID, I hated being remote. Oh. Right? I, I wanted to be in the office, in the meeting rooms. <laughs> right. You know, uh, because you miss. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you miss out on having those conversations around the water cooler. Yeah. Right. Uh, the side conversations, and I always I always found that when I was remote, the. Um, the people that were calling or when I, when I was remote, the people that were in the office seemed to have totally different experience in meetings. Okay. Uh, Cause they had side conversations or whatever happened. Right. Um, but once, once COVID kicked in and everybody went remote. Yeah. Um, I probably, I probably would have invested in some of these like zoom and where, where their stock. Yeah, went right. right. So That's a good answer. Something. The financial yeah. front. I like that, <laughs> sir. Yeah, invest yeah. in Zoom early and all that. Yeah, because it's Zoom and uh, Citrix and, paper. and yeah. Cisco and all of them. Yeah. yeah I think there was quite a boom there. Pro- probably as well in some of this, uh, the vaccine companies. That too? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think in, in Canada, you probably had some extensive lockdowns. So what did you most enjoy about isolation from the time and during COVID, I guess? What was the one thing you really did like about it? Well, I actually ate better. Did you? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, and I spent time with the family. I spent time with my wife. I got, you know, that's my, that's what I want, plan to do the rest of my life. Okay. We sort of fight over who's allowed to die first. And, and <laughs> sure. so far as neither one of us. That's right. Um, but yeah, and, and and she was, she started cooking more because mm-hmm. she wasn't going into the office either. Okay. So we sort of really bonded much closer, I think, because of the lockdowns. Oh, okay. So you just had a little bit more time maybe to cook around the house and bond. Yeah, yeah family members. Okay. Yeah, And, and I mean, a, a nap for lunch would help as well. That, you know? There you go. Yeah, because <laughs> it went both ways. Some, a lot of people probably gained a lot of weight during COVID. That's what everyone says, right? The COVID-19 pounds, right? That's what yeah. people gained. So maybe you you turned it for the better. You went the healthier route, you know, and started taking Yeah, care I of think I, it was just less takeout, right? So I yeah. wasn't, every yeah. day I was eating breakfast and lunch out. Right. And um, just, we ate healthier home. Even Let's, though we, we don't store a whole lot of snacks and that type of thing. Right. And say your your poutine diet was definitely limited if you couldn't go out or go to tim hortons or all the, all the stuff the canadians like yeah uh, i remember that i've been up to ontario and i've been to vancouver and so like, whatever okay. that gravy stuff yeah poutine it's awesome but 
yeah, that could do a number on your heart for sure. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the last COVID gonna COVID question is gonna be now that COVID times are ending, what was the moment from COVID that you felt most motivated or most alive? Um most alive was probably the beginning of COVID. Yeah. I think. Because okay. it's it seemed like it it put an urgency in a lot of things I was doing. Okay. Right. So I, I had a team that were reporting to me uh, in the office. And like the day we, I was watching that, you know, places are shutting down and all yeah. of this. And I just told the team, I said, guys, go home, like, right. go home, be with your families. And it, it sort of put more urgency in sure. how short things could be. And I, I, nobody knew what COVID was going to be. Was yeah. Going to be mass deaths and, and right. Um, and we just weren't prepared for it as a, as a society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The so, early on stages, definitely. I, I agree. Like just catching the news every day. was wild. You never know like what the numbers are going to be. And, you know, time yeah. seemed to slow down for sure. But um, I was kind of fortunate to be with my parents at the time. So I wasn't fully isolated, I guess. And uh, just lucked out for that sense. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it seemed like we were living literally in some Hollywood movie, you know, for the longest time. So it was yeah. quite that interesting. Yeah, first experience, I guess, in my life. But um, yeah, and there's still still places around here. You know, everybody's still wearing masks, and mm-hmm. things are, you know, not quite as opened up as they would have been, mm. um, or they should be. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I wonder if it's just lack of medical resources to take care of issues if they arise or what do you think the holdout is still i i think it has to do with individuals so it could be you know a small business wants masks on everybody because they don't want any liability for their staff or Mm -hmm. you know they have their own opinions on things so it's nothing really being mandated as such right um obvious places like hospitals and that if you go into the sure. hospital you're going to wear masks but i think we probably should have been doing that in the first place mm, especially airports oh my gosh yeah yeah those things are crazy yeah i think of all the things we touch and all the air confined spaces if you walk down the street in calgary what percentage do you think of the population is wearing a mask three out of ten five well I, i'm in vancouver now so. oh vancouver, but I, okay. I would say it's probably five uh, walking down the street Probably five to ten percent. Oh, five to ten percent. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, very, and, very and inside businesses, it could be up to 20, 30 percent. Right. Okay. Yeah, up in Washington, I I barely ever see masks out here, but obviously, if you're in a hospital, yeah, everyone's wearing masks. But yeah, pretty pretty you know lenient, I guess, at the time. So it's nice. I definitely feel like we're post COVID at this point, at least in the U.S. You know, it's not really something yeah. I'm thinking about on the daily um let's do a couple would you rather questions um first one's gonna be would you rather lose a thumb or lose a cousin <laughs> lose a thumb for sure <laughs> wow that's a good answer you're very <laughs> charitable gentleman yeah yeah no it, it's funny i was watching a, a video and, and they were talking about the differences between men and women i don't know how true it is but right saying if the reaper came to take you or your significant other right who would you want him to take oh. and, and all, all the women were saying yeah take my husband I'm <laughs> and all the men were saying no take me wow See, and, and 
Chivalry yeah, is not was, dead. Yeah. <laughs> but the only thing is, a lot of the women said, you know, if it was me or my kids, then take me. Uh, okay, so that's the so distinction. I think it was a pecking order. <laughs> mm, I can understand that order. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's appropriate. Yeah. But oh, uh, yeah, I don't have any bad relations with any cousins. Okay, like good. There's not a single cousin that you're like, okay, you're gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You have good family relations. That's awesome to hear. Um, last, would you rather is would you rather fight Mike Tyson, the boxer, or for ten rounds? So you can't just do one round. Ten rounds, or talk just like him for the rest of your life with the list. You'll make it sound like I'd go ten rounds with Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I mean the present day, present day Tyson. He's like sixty, so you know. So you. Well, might... I know. I still wouldn't go ten rounds. I don't yeah, he actually was back in the ring like a year or two ago. So he probably is a little vicious now again, but. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd, I think I'd take the 10 rounds. Take, okay, you're going to bet your life on the 10 rounds rather than talking. Right? I think I can run around the ring long enough for 10 rounds. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's understandable. I like, you do have a good voice. It's, you got a good like accent. It almost sounds like Irish. To, does anyone yeah. say that to you? Yeah, it's, it's so Newfoundland has this very big Irish community. Oh, wow. uh, and, and they always say, like Newfoundland always feels closer to Ireland than mm. they do with Canada. Oh, right. and I think it's the island. So the accent was quite strong, and it's because okay. it's an island, right? You still yeah, separation. Right. Okay. Very fascinating. I love how like geography interests in, in um, intervenes into whatever culture, right? So the island effect of languages or accents or all that kind yeah, of. And I've stuff. met I've met Irish people, and they've actually thought I was from Ireland. They were huh. wondering what area I was from. I was saying, have you ever been to Scotland Island? Anything in the UK? Uh, I've been to. We went to London. We went to Scotland. Okay. And it was it was Scotland was quite funny because my last name is Thistle, which is the national right. flower of Scotland. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. And, and and now I am. My name is Scott, right? So right. <laughs> so when I went there, they thought it was a fake name someone made up. <laughs> what would that be like in America if your name was? I don't know, John, I guess like there's John Smith is this trope. And my last name is Smith. I'm Tyler Smith. But um, yeah. yeah, John, do we have a, a national plant? I don't think we do. I'm sure every state has like a national bird and a national like flower, I think as well. I'm not yeah, sure. Your name would be like Eagle something. Right. It would have to be Eagle. <laughs> John Eagle or something. Eagle John. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely sounds like a fake name. I can understand why the Scots are very suspicious of you. They're, yeah thistle that's that's hilarious but it was a it was awesome yeah the people there are fantastic okay if you ever get a chance to go to scotland for sure yeah i've been to london yeah i've been to london manchester but never ireland never scotland so those are still high on the list obviously things to do but yeah that's good to know yeah. that uh <laughs> you've you've checked that world part of the world out um okay then we're gonna finish with some deep questions here about uh 15 minutes left so we'll take this wherever we can. First one's going to be would. Let's see. Those are would you rathers. Don't want that. I want the beast. <laughs> um, let's see. Who did you used to be and what made you change? So what was that? What would you say is the main driving factor of the whole move when you were 40? Was there anything specific? About um, well, I, I went through a divorce. Mm -hmm. Um. And then you're sort of living alone, yeah, uh, and realizing that I don't have to be here anymore. Ah, right? so that's what was keeping you, right? 
Yeah, so it's sort of um, right. I don't know. You sort of lost what you thought the future was going to be. Okay, and just made said, well, now I, I can make it whatever I want it to be. Was it like a sad thing of like the scenery and the memories associated with that city and the wife, or is it like I just well, want to well, start? my daughter, my daughter is still with my ex-wife. Okay, and my daughter is 20, 25 now. But that was probably the hardest part. But it was also something yeah. that I had to do, and you know, I would fly her up to visit, so she got to explore a bigger part of the world that I, I think I opened up. Mm -hmm. um, and gave her exposure outside of like all my exposure was in this small city yeah and never really experienced anything outside okay so i think by me going i i opened up some some thoughts in her mm -hmm. of what she wants to do she's not she doesn't have to stay in the one place her whole oh, life well. and, right right um but i yeah i i just think it's it did make a big difference in my life mm -hmm. um, in all areas. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, next question is going to be, can you recall what the nicest thing a complete stranger has ever done for you? Or anything that... The nicest thing a complete stranger ever did. Um, or if you've ever done, hmm. what's the nicest thing you've done for somebody else that they maybe weren't aware of? <clears throat> I don't know. It depends. Like there's a lot of people have done nice things for me. I mm. wouldn't want to belittle any of it. Right. Um, even sometimes just a smile or something for some people if they're having a bad day. Right. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a good question, but I don't know if I have an answer. Um, I think it could be in the small things like what you're saying, you know, the smile when yeah. somebody is not expecting that, maybe. Um, yeah, so about, uh, I don't know, about 20 years ago, I guess, mm -hmm. um, I I paid for, or the people ahead of me paid for my coffee at Tim Hortons. Mm -hmm. so we'll throw in a little Canadian nostalgia there as well. Yeah. Uh, but they, they basically paid for my coffee. And I was saying, I said, I'm, I'm going to pay it forward. That's, you know, perfect. Yeah. And the person behind me had like three coffee, two sandwiches. I ended up paying a way more. <laughs> wow. So I, the guy ahead of me paid like the two bucks for the coffee. Yeah. And then I paid, I don't remember. What <laughs> you it, was. Got it was a lot more. That stick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but still, it, you know, it, it, I'm hoping it continued on. Yeah, I love that. I'm one yeah. One of the other things I used to do is I used to always, uh, when I was in Calgary, anytime there was um, police officers in the lineup of Tim Hortons, I would always pay. Mm, okay. And, uh, a few times I was actually in the restaurant and I saw the police car going through the drive through and I went up to the counter and paid. Uh, okay. But, you know, they, my, my brother, so my father was in the police force, my brother's in the police force. Okay. And, I saw what they go through. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't see that. Mm -hmm. right? They don't. Mm -hmm. They don't see the hard times that they go through and the, the unimaginable yeah. stuff. Like Dad was telling us, you know, Dad told us one time that he had to go into a fire wow. and recover. Like a, he recovered. A, I don't want to get 
too morbid. Sure. But a, 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 like okay. a dead infant. Wow. We had to bring it out. Right. And it was, and it was just, you know, unbelievable what they have to go through. Right. And a lot of people do you, don't see that. Yeah. How do you come home and process that? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, definitely needing yeah. to process over years, decades, or, you know, professional help. And not, not saying that a hundred percent of them, like I, yeah. there was a, a few of them that I couldn't give the time of day to mm-hmm. uh, just because they were total jerks. But, mm-hmm. Um, the majority, I think the majority in any profession are, are good people. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to do I think that's interesting. You know, the question is again, what is the nicest thing a complete stranger's ever done for you? I guess, Canada gets a lot of the rap globally of being, you know, the nice country, right? Where do you, yeah. where do you think we, we, that rep <laughs> comes from, or why is that a, a trope? Is is it true? I, do you think that Canadians are nicer than other countries, or? Well, I, um, I think they do, they're not selfish. Okay. Right. So it's it's, and a lot of people will take, you know, this person did this or helped me out here, and right. it's it's all about they've you know they've either experienced it themselves mm. or they've been through rough times themselves and want to pass it along mm. um like i was in i was in st john's when when 9-11 happened right okay i remember exactly where i was i was stood up in our cafeteria in our office building right and just saw it on the tv <clears throat> but in newfoundland like they've actually had videos where planes all these planes landed that weren't mm-hmm. allowed into the united states right wow. the airspace was closed and they had you know hundreds of jets parked on the runways and everybody in these small communities went out to help uh right. you know taking people to their homes and all sure. this stuff actually there's, there's a broadway play or something i think called come from away oh didn't know. so like, yeah so they they put out a play about it but it was um yeah, and we were just all doing our part as much as we could, you mm-hmm. know, sort of acting as taxis and everything. So, okay. Um, and and so people, they weren't so much if you're from Newfoundland, mm-hmm. they weren't so nice to you, as yeah. if you weren't from. You know, it's it's almost like it's. Yeah. One of those things, but I've I found it, you know, very. Every time I go back, it's uh, a very welcoming place. That's awesome. Yeah, I wonder if it is like you said, maybe because Canada's a harder place to live. Obviously, the winters are rough. So, like you said, yeah. people help other people get through the difficult times, right? So you just have to naturally be more community based when it's harder to live physically in your environment. Or I think a lot of it could be population size as well. If you're smaller yeah. cities, towns, you, you generally know your neighbors more. So. There must be some function of that, but uh, yeah, I always like asking Canadians, like why you guys are so nice, you know, or why that's your trope, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think it is. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there for sure. Something with it, the harsh environment. Yeah. Um, next deep question is going to be, what is something that your ex, maybe ex-wife, uh, gave to you that you still cannot get rid of? Any physical items or anything that you're holding on to? No. <laughs> wow there you go props to you you have no i uh, i cleared the cache yeah i i think i lost more in that deal but anyway i <laughs> i i basically took a suitcase and wow moved across wow. the country okay burn the bridges <clears throat> leave but yeah physically yeah no i i can't think of anything like i, I don't begrudge her or anything okay 
you know, cool. absolutely. I think we're on good terms with everybody. Obviously. Like we had very amicable. Brilliant. It was good. And the, everything with the daughter is working out relatively, you know? Oh yeah. 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 She's, yeah. uh, she's due to fly up here, but she's cool. working like now. So it's way harder to get her time. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. She's <laughs> about how old now? She's in her she's 25. 25. Okay. She'll be 26 this year. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, she'll she'll be harder to get a hold of, I'm sure. But probably when they're <laughs> teenagers too, right? Getting their attention when she maybe had a cell phone. I guess she was yeah, little I'm 31. So she was probably at that age too, where she was kind of born with technology, obviously. So um... yeah, I got some pictures of her when she was even when she was tiny and she had a little tiny desk next to my desk. So mm. I've been in, I've been in IT for 35, 36 years, 37 okay. years, you know? Yeah. Um, so she had her little computer next to my she, computer. She was all about it. Yeah. Just she, like, yeah. She, she was into it when she was five and six years old. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> um, okay. That's a good place to stop. I think the last question that I always ask though, is if you could ask a stranger, any question in the world, nothing was too superficial or too deep. What would you ask and what would you want to know about your fellow human? I'd like to know what their favorite book is. Mm. So, uh, yeah, not not yeah. just the most recent one they read, but their favorite book. That okay. Gave All them time. Something. Yeah. Wow. That is, I've been asking that question to a lot of people and you're the first to go the book route. But that says so much about yeah. somebody. If you just look at somebody's bookshelf at home, yeah. you know, in the privacy of their home, what they keep on their shelf. That tells you like 90% of somebody's personality and character and what they fill their, it's what you fill your brain yeah. with, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, it's part of who you are. A lot of times you, yeah, like I, I have a, like a lot of books there and they're all right. You know, I, I don't think I could name it my, my favorite. Though. Yeah. I feel like uh, it's like movies, right? You have, I have favorites in genres and favorites in my certain phases of life when I was a younger adult and in my twenties and, I don't know. So that is uh, coming up with a grand overarching, you know, I could come up with maybe a favorite author, maybe Malcolm Gladwell comes to mind or Bill Bryson is yeah. a very good author, but it's tough to nail down. Yeah. A specific book. Cause it's so, that's my thought too, is like, there's so many books you're forced to read in school, right. In middle school and high school. And maybe that's a great book, but it's the wrong time, you know, like maybe, yeah. 1984 doesn't strike you when you're a sophomore in high school, but it does when you're seeing the world and you work in government or something, you know, like yeah. it could be totally different or post COVID now 1984 and big brother sounds way more of a resonating theme, you know? So you got to read the same books multiple times throughout your life, which is hard because there's already an infinite amount of books to read in <laughs> lifetimes. Right. So. Um. Yeah. I find a lot of times I, I bought wrong books. Like I bought some books and got a couple of chapters in and just said, ah, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Just, just, you know, not discarded, but put away. Um, I used to be like, if I picked a book up and started reading it, I was the total completionist mindset where I had to finish it, which is so dumb because there's, you don't, if it's yeah. a bad book, you should put it away. But now I'm reading <laughs> like five books at any given time. And if it's like starting to trail off and it's not catching my interest i'll pick up another book kind of thing but i used to be so like i'll finish every book i start and that that whole mindset has evolved over time for me for sure yeah i think that's you're still younger yeah that's <laughs> true what's on your shelf I, now in terms of things yeah. you're reading uh i got a bunch of books by john maxwell uh he maxwell. actually just released another book now on um 
a lot of his have to do with you know the the undeniable truths of this or you know mm. there, there are all those type of books okay but uh, um the most recent one was i read a book by him called no limits and it's all about how we put our artificial limits on ourselves right um another book i'm reading yeah i probably got a couple of chapters left i think mm-hmm. but that's from ed Milet, uh the power of one more okay that's another really good book and of course i'm reading the ryan mickler's sovereignty again okay nice so, so i i read the sovereignty and then i read the masculinity manifesto mm-hmm. and then right. i sort of stopped on the masculinity because i had to go back just for the iron council stuff so. yeah makes sense it's always good to have a couple on the shelf that you're interested in that's how i kind of wrap my nights up i'll read before i go to bed so it's a daily habit for sure and that's made a big difference in my life so it's always yeah, interesting been, to see i've been reading books since i'm mom used to tell me or she used to tell me she knew when to go in and turn off the light is when she right. heard the clunk of the book hitting the floor oh my god so, so I, I used to that's be perfect. reading like from the time i was 10 wow. 11 years old right all the way yeah Perfect, Scott. Well, that's kind of the last question I had. Anything that you want to say or comments, questions, or things you want to plug for the audience? Um, about anything? No, make sure to tune in. Subscribe. Subscribe. That's right. I'll do the outro <laughs> real quick and hit with it. Well, okay. thank you again, Scott. I appreciate the time for talking to me today. To everybody out there listening, I thank you for your support. This is Tyler telling you to go talk to a stranger. Peace. <laughs>